Well, the title for this evening, as Maurice has already told us, is Trust God. And this psalm starts, doesn't it, with those words, In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. And the way it continues shows that the author really does trust in God. The Bible tells us that the author, of course, is David. And we might think, well, it's okay for him, he might feel trusting as a king. But then I thought about the background, where David had come from, and what was happening to him. If we read David's story in the books of Samuel, it's clear that life was anything but easy. We're familiar with the story of his anointing by Samuel, and we're told that he was so young, his father Jesse didn't even think it was worth bringing him in from the field. He was far too small and young to be thought of as king. And when he finally becomes king of all Israel, it tells us in chapter 5 of 2 Samuel that he was 30 years old. So it seems clear there's quite a long time between being anointed and being told he's going to be king and actually becoming king. And during that time, we know he had a rough time. Saul had tried more than one attempt to kill him. His first wife had been taken away from him and given to another man. He'd been forced to live in exile. And it didn't all come right when he did become king. His own son, Absalom, led a rebellion against him. And a couple of the commentaries that I looked at when I was preparing for tonight suggest that this psalm may have been written at that time during Absalom's rebellion. No wonder he says towards the end of the psalm that he's in anguish and distress because of his enemies because the one who hates him fiercely is one of his own children (coughs) another thing that we know about David is that he's a bit of a flawed character he wasn't above lying or cheating to save his own skin and we see that in more than one occasion famously of course he commits adultery And then he's desperate to cover it up. But when his plans to cover up his deed go wrong, he decides the only way to get out of it is to bump off his mistress's husband. And so he compounds adultery with manslaughter. So this psalm is written by a man who certainly knew he was a sinner and certainly knew hardship and stress. And yet he's able to trust completely in a God that he knows is loving and faithful he knows that God is merciful and will forgive sin and so we can take heart as well no matter how difficult our lives or how dysfunctional our families or how monumental our mistakes David probably knew worse yet throughout he knew that God was loving and forgiving and would guide him through. And so we can know the same. However messy our lives might be, God's there beside us to guide us on the right path and bring us hope. And when we forgive us, when we confess our sins, he's ready to forgive us. I was a bit puzzled at first by that verse that says, those who fear the Lord will live in prosperity. And I realised it probably wasn't talking about monetary prosperity. 
And in fact, the family authorised version was helpful here, making it easier to understand. In the older translation, it says, The man who fears the Lord, his soul shall dwell at ease. Trusting in God gives us confidence to stop worrying, to stop being afraid. Instead, it allows us to know his peace and our souls can dwell at ease. We also see in this passage a lesson in prayer. David starts the psalm affirming his faith in God and it's notable that he prays expecting an answer. Look at verses 2 and 3. Do not let me put to be shame, he prays. But then he goes on, no one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. He has trust in a good and merciful God. And we too can know that our prayers will be answered. Then he prays for guidance. Show me your ways, teach me your paths, guide me in your truth. A reminder that our quiet times with God not only about speaking, but also about listening. It's right for us to seek Jesus' will. And and it's what Jesus taught as well, isn't it? When he said we should pray, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. David goes on to confess his sin and ask for forgiveness. Again, reflecting the way that Jesus would later teach his disciples to pray. Forgive us our trespasses. David carries on to acknowledge that God instructs sinners and guides the humble in what is right. We will mess up. But we can know not only that we're going to be forgiven, but that if we ask, God will help us to do better. When we trust in God, he does show us his path. He does teach us the way. Just as a loving father would be expected to do. And David goes on. The Lord confides in those who fear him. There are many verses in the Bible, aren't there, that express a similar sort of thought. Faith can seem difficult we have a God that we can trust in and when we take a step of faith that faith is rewarded by trusting in God we discover that he is trustable Maurice mentioned earlier that picture of the two hands when we reach out to him we find God is there for those who don't believe it's difficult to understand but God will not let us down he wants to have a relationship with us. And as we come towards the end of the psalm, David expresses his hurts. Be gracious to me, for I'm lonely and afflicted. Because we can trust God, we can tell him our fears and our problems. Something that we're reminded of in another psalm that David wrote, Psalm 55, where he says, Cast your prayers on the Lord, and he will sustain you. And something also that Jesus reminds us, because God loves us, we can ask him. Ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened to you. 
Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? If you know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven give good gifts to those who ask him? And so we're able to come with our fears and our concerns and just be open with God. We can trust him to respond in love. And then finally, David prays for his country. Deliver Israel, O God, from all their troubles. More remarkable, perhaps, if this psalm was written at the time of Absalom's rebellion, when perhaps a whole load of people in the country were against him and had sided with his son. Once more, he'd had to flee for his life. And yet he still prays for them. And it's a reminder to us to pray for others. To remember that everyone is loved by God. And should be loved by us as well. However we might feel about them. To sum up then, the psalm reflects David's trust in God. We can trust him to forgive our sins and bring us his peace. And in turn, we should confess our sins acknowledge his character and pray for ourselves and others because he's ready to listen to forgive to set us on the right path and to give us good gifts and as we move on from there towards communion we're going to sing what kind of love
great, isn't it, that David knew that God was forgiving back then. And we can have so much more confidence because now we know that Christ came and that Christ died for our sin. And so we can put complete trust in God. The hope that David looked forward to has been fulfilled. Let us pray. Lord, David came to you confessing his sin and seeking your forgiveness. Thank you that by the death and resurrection of Jesus, we can be confident of your forgiveness. And in a moment of quietness, we confess our sins to you. Thank you, Lord, for your love. Thank you for your forgiveness. Thank you that as we come to your table, we are reminded that we can trust in you completely and that you do allow our souls to dwell at ease.